Hey everybody, we have a new sponsor and a special deal for our listeners of Karen Isn't Always Right. If you have any photos or documents that you need to scan, or videotapes, audio tapes, or film reels that you need to import, you should check out avgearguy.com. If you mention the name, Karen Isn't Always Right, when you order, you're going to get 5% off and a portion of your order is going to help support the podcast, Karen Isn't Always Right. All of those formats degrade over time and are sitting ducks in the case of fire or theft. Why not convert it all to digital? All your memories can be stored safely on the cloud or even a hard drive that fits in your pocket. AV Gear Guy has over 30 years of experience with all kinds of media and they can accept orders from anywhere in the U.S. Don't forget to mention the name of Karen Isn't Always Right and get 5% off. For more details and to book, visit their website at avgearguy.com. That's avgearguy.com. Hey everybody, Christopher here with Karen Isn't Always Right with another episode. Uh, this time was a pretty cool one. Um, I actually had my son Riley on along with uh, two of his friends, uh, Brody and Zeke, and uh, it was actually a really cool conversation. I was a little nervous about it at first because, uh, you know, these guys are all, you know, 17, 18 years old, and I was worried that they may not take it seriously, but uh, actually it was a lot of fun, and it was kind of cool to get some insight and perspective uh, from from that age group, you know, working in the service industry. So. I had a good time, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. So without further ado, here is Riley, Zeke, and Brody. All right, so sitting in front of me, I've got Zeke with an A. I got Riley, my son, and I got Brody, my other son. Indeed. <laughs> Not really, <Greetings>. but <laughs> might as well be. Uh, Zeke, let's start with you. Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Ezekiel, uh, first off. And um, let's see. So uh, I'm 18 years old. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I could really go back on. But uh, like Start from the beginning. Your childhood. The childhood. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was your first traumatic event? <laughs> my first traumatic event? <laughs> you don't want to know my first traumatic event. It was absolutely horrible. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, I had a really messed up childhood, to be honest. So, like, it was pretty damaging, but I mean, I turned out pretty. You okay. seem alright. Oh yeah, you I seem like you've adjusted. You're alright. I've adjusted to it. What about you, Brody? What? Um, parents split up when I was five. What is with your name? Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm Brody. Uh, I've been friends with um, Riley and Zeke for about well, I've known you is that since as far as a decade. Kindergarten, if we really want to get technical, so over ten years, but it's a long time. Friend, friends uh, for about seven years as well as Zeke. Uh, we have plenty of stories with each other, a lot of uh, different memories and experiences with each other. A lot of different ways to experience the experiences throughout the throughout um, years too. Yeah, and uh, I've worked in uh, a lot of different industries as well. I've worked with uh, a lot of different types of people. Um, so yeah, just primarily in like customer service or what all like what kind of jobs have you had? Oh uh, well, so like my first technical job was in concrete, which wasn't really tech, uh, like um, customer service. Sure. And then I went over to food, and that's kind of as like a way to it could be considered customer service just because yeah. you have to deal with like if people don't like their food or right. don't like what they got or anything like that. Those are the really difficult ones, right? Yeah, food's uh, high stress if it's uh, the right industry or not industry, but like right right of food and setting. You're at like a you were at a full like a full service bar restaurant for a bit, right? Yeah. And, and then are you at the pizza place with him? Yep. Okay. So and there we don't like work as much with people as like I would when I was a server. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more like here's your pizza later, and then yeah. I never see him again. Oh, that's good. Um, which is a lot easier, but um, compared to like the last place at the station, I just like had to like have full on conversations with people, which wasn't bad, but like if it was a conversation about why they don't like the food, I would just have to think like. Mm-hmm. How do I veer them towards still coming back in the future, but like being happy with today still and stuff like that? Sure. Yeah. Do you uh, have you had a lot of experiences with people who are very unhappy? Uh, I do remember. I fondly remember. Oh, it's like a <laughs> if you guys can hear that, that's my dog under the table eating a kneecap. Not our kneecaps, but a kneecap nonetheless. <laughs> He'll get to the. He'll fondly remember. Um, so yeah, like probably two weeks before I quit, I remember this guy, this drunk, he was like complaining to me because our 14 or no, 24 ounces of beer were uh, $7, which granted that can add up pretty quick, but 
to. So I that's seven dollars, whatever to me, kind of. But for him, he had I think he got three tall drinks, and he was just complaining to me. He's like, "Why is this twenty one dollars?" And I was like, "Well, if you add seven, fourteen, twenty one, you got three of them." That's, and he was like, well, "Why is it expensive?" Did you say that to him? Yeah, I was like, "Well, three of them times divided by seven is twenty one, or times seven is twenty one." And how did he take that? He was kind of just like, "Well, you guys are." Uh, ripping yourselves off because people are selling them for cheaper and um, at that point I didn't really know what to say because I don't know the prices down downtown Loveland for uh, different drinks and stuff mm-hmm. so that's not something I really would know and uh, he just kind of claimed that we were ripping him off and that our prices were insane so then uh, one of the managers steps in with me because this happened not at the table he was at this was uh, he came up to me to pay his check because he wanted to talk about it and that's kind of when I... And this is your table, right? Yeah, this is, okay. yeah. I was waiting on them. They gave mm-hmm. the food and everything. I just couldn't run the drink, so someone else yeah, did yeah. for me. Um, but he comes up to the host stand, and he's like, just complaining about the, how much the drinks costed and all that. And then my manager steps in, and he's like, that's about the same price you're going to get everywhere else, maybe 20, 30 cents off, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you go. And then he was just so furious. And then I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, well, it's not, like, I don't know why you're thinking, like, I can change the price of a drink for you. That's not within yeah. my control. That's not within really any of these people's control. It's really up to the owner. And it was just... So was the manager able to do anything to kind of de-escalate the situation and calm the guy down? He, I think he comped him for a beer, so he only paid the price for two because mm. he was so upset about it. Because um, at the end of the day, we're still making money from it because we buy in bulk, you know? So Sure. I guess to an extent. Um I mean, how irritating is that, though, that just because some guy is pissed off about the price, he suddenly gets a beer for free? Yeah. I mean, that, that irritates. It's, look, at my job, <clears throat> it frustrates me, too, but at the end of the day, it's not really my money, so I'm going to take care of my guests and make them happy. But there's this thing inside of me that uh, I get super irritated because I feel like we're positively reinforcing poor behavior you know, on a customer's part. So now they, that guy walks away thinking, well, I just got shit for free if I complain loud enough, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to maybe if he'd come up in a more, you know, rational and positive approach or whatever. But I mean, still, it's like, bro, where, where are you drinking that you don't know how much the average beer costs, yeah. especially a 24-ounce beer? Yeah, it's like yeah. that's not going to be under $5. That's twice the size of a regular beer. I mean, that's about typical for a 24-ounce beer. It's yeah. a little hard to believe that that might have been his first time in. Yeah. Like, because yeah. he's probably been in before, ordered the same exact thing because people tend to do that. Yeah. And and then this time he just happens to notice the price and right. complain about it. Right. So maybe he was just. Or maybe he was drunk and just getting worked up because that happens at my work sometimes too. Probably that too. Yeah. yeah. So when you're getting, was he yelling at you? Or um, you're just getting pretty amped up? I guess he was more argumentative. He wasn't like raising his voice yelling, but he was kind of argumentative about it he was just like quick to respond and like wanted to make sure he we knew he was right somehow yeah. but he wasn't like yelling yelling so what's going through your mind when he's like kind of i was just waiting, waiting for him and i was like man i need to go talk to other tables <laughs> it's a saturday afternoon lunch rush like please let Busy. this be over so i can go talk to my other tables yeah. do you um, get worked up inside at all like when someone's going off on you not in that situation but there there have been a few times back then in the day of uh, working there where I kind of was like, I got in the moment, like, well, what, I don't know what day it was. It was a weekend day, so either Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and it was like probably three or four, and it was like school was kind of, or uh, school wasn't in, but it was just really busy at the time. And I probably had maybe around six or seven tables. And I remember just getting more and more, like they were all over four people, so they were, kind of big tops and I could just feel myself slowly getting more and more overwhelmed Uh and then I the kitchen staff there they never helped like they they uh they're a bunch of dicks like they just (laughs) I've heard I've heard I I worked in the kitchen what he's talking about I've heard it's rough it's rough yeah working in the yeah, I've yeah. Really yeah, that's what caused you pretty much to quit, right? Yeah, was that the same for you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I worked there for a week and a half. <laughs> and I like long term employee. All right. Yeah, I, was, I worked there <laughs> for a week and a half, and I was like, when it really started to get uh, like hectic between other employees, is where I actually knew he quit. Uh, hectic they, how? They would get in like near fist fights and yeah, like was, on a constant basis. Like was, there was not a day where you guys would walk in the in kitchen to the kitchen and, and be fronting each other. It was, a, it was just a, an aggressive aura 
Yeah, yeah it was just a group essay. Like everything, it yeah. was always tense, and you felt like if you asked, like to ask a question, you'd get like a tomato thrown at you or something like that. Solid. Yeah. What do you think causes an environment like that? Like, where does that come from? It's probably just the, the typical. Yeah. yeah, like it's definitely the like, given like I know you guys were had more exposure to them with the days of yeah. like your shift, but I was there for about a year and a half, and like they were the same day I met them as the same day I left. Like. Mm-hmm. They were just aggressive people who were working to still be able to have like houses and things like because um, I've only heard like a little bit about these characters like what they did before they were working there and stuff but like I know one of them was just like a huge alcoholic and like got pulled over got a DUI said it was the cops fault for catching him and then he was like this way to take responsibility type of people yeah. like that that would own a kitchen and like uh, just like. Uh, the main guy, the kid, like kitchen manager, like the head chef, he uh, was like a true to the bone sadist. Like he would like to make people angry because he thought it was just funny. for it, just, just for the fun, just for the hell of it, yeah. pretty much. And like I get that it's sometimes it is funny to make people angry, but like not in that setting. Like it's stressful. Just, like it only adds more stress. Like there's been times where I'm waiting on my food and then they drop the ticket and they say it's somehow my fault. I'm like, but you, I. You taking the ticket out of the receipt or the um, printer and hanging it up has nothing to do with me. I send it, and that's just about right. it. And like, and and when you're working in a bar, which is already an aggressive, yeah, like, so yeah. an aggressive environment, yeah. and and then you add that on top of it, then it's like bound to. Or you're a guy at a bar with long hair, and mm. everyone's like got has this feels the need to comment on it. You're like, oh. I get the environment though. I used to work at an Applebee's a long, long time ago when I was in uh, college, and uh, God, that was long. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I was a server, <clears throat> and the kitchen treated me like shit too. Every time I'd walk back there, I mean, they made it like their life's mission to rile me up. And I had a temper back then, uh, and they would just do whatever they could to rile me up or make fun of me or or whatever. Because these are like long-term kitchen guys. This is like what they do. They've been there for eons, you know, and they're probably pissed off about their lot in life, you know, and the fact that they're stuck, you know, in that job that they're not happy with. I mean, look, if if you want to work in a kitchen and make that your career, then cool. If that makes you, if that makes you happy, but if you're unhappy doing it, don't fucking take it out on everybody else. Especially, yeah, especially with the attitude they carry. It's like, well, if you. To be honest, uh, when we were working at when we were working at the place that Brody was explaining, uh, there were many times where I just I wanted to tell that that head chef that you know like maybe if you made better prior life decisions you wouldn't be a cook in your late thirties. You know? How'd that go over with him? I didn't actually say <laughs> yeah. that, but I thought about it. He was definitely one of those guys that I would have gotten away with. An ass whooping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked at a tire shop a long time ago too. Uh, like changing tires, rotating tires, stuff like that. And the, it's the similar to kind of guy working there. You know, he's basically, they made bad decisions in life, and now they're 45 years old working in that place, you know. And I come in, I think I was like 17, and so I'm the young punk that comes in the garage. and I'm all wide-eyed. Dude, and they just, it was, it literally was, they told me it was their life mission to get me to quit. Yeah, and so every single day, it was miserable. A dump truck would pull in. Guess what, dude? Changing those tires. And if you've never changed a tire on a dump truck, it sucks, especially when the garage is 115 degrees with like 90% humidity in Kansas. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. So dealing with shit like that in the kitchen obviously is going to flow out into the dining room as well You know, when you're trying to deal with customers. You know, is that like dealing with those guys that ever stress you out to the point where you're like you kind of find yourself getting irritable with with customers or or guests having to deal with the repercussions of something the kitchen did because they're those guys yeah definitely a person's attitude can definitely like change the way that you're acting towards other people mm-hmm. you get frustrated and you get in that frustrated mindset so then you start treating people how they how that person treated treat, you yeah 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 definitely uh, I definitely experienced that um, I was working at Fat Shack uh, and it was, I think it was either my first or third shift, like, I'd ever done there. And me and, um, me and, let's call her Susan, because she was a very Susan-type woman. Um, she what had come mean? in. Huh? Yeah, what is a Susan? What's <laughs> what Susan? Is, is that the same as Karen? That's Susan's interpreted. Type of Karen. That's yeah, Susan's like a, it's like a worse Karen, to be honest. I don't know. You distracted me. What were you looking at on the is mic? Is that supposed to be plugged in? What did you say? 
Is it not? It's not. Pl- there's like I was looking. There's nothing. In Shut tonight. the front door. So we're picking up on the other microphone. Oh, hold on, folks. We're having a technical issue here. I was like looking at that. I'm like, maybe there's just Obviously another wire. Or something. <laughs> and I was like looking. I'm like, nope. There's nothing else in here after that. It's that time. Where? There's oh, there it is. Technical difficulties. All right. All right. Well. Okay. Oh yeah, there we go. Now it's picking up a lot more audio. All right. Sorry about that, guys. The lights on on that one, right? Um, I can look for the audio. It looks like one. I think there's only one here. Been picking up audio, so. Well, technical difficulties. Okay. Well, go go on with your stories. Okay. Sorry about that. So if it's so, uh, Karen, because it's Karen. Well, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll call her Karen. Okay. Okay. If it's a I mean, it's the name Karen, of the show. Call her like Karen or something. Oh Karen. yeah, she was she was spicy. She wasn't spicy. She was very white. Um, but <laughs> so um, <laughs> Karen Karen was a she was a DoorDash driver, and ninety mm. percent of your business through Fat Shack is DoorDash uh-huh. because you know it's a bunch of stoners and and. Alcoholics they're that are calling and they're trying to be safe, so they gotta order your food. You gotta yeah. get your food delivered to you. Which kudos to them. But um, this specific woman decided that she was going to come in with the worst possible attitude, and we had just gotten her ticket as she came in the door. So we're just getting ready on her order, and like we're we have already got orders going through, so it's gonna be like twenty to twenty five minutes for her to wait, and she just like she's waiting on delivering this guy's food. What time of day was it at? Or night, I guess. It was around, I'd say like 9 or 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's probably prime, I'd imagine, for yeah, Fat it's, Check. Yeah, for Fat Check, it's, it's definitely the rush. Yeah. So, um, she comes in, and we just get her ticket as she walks in the door, and we're already getting the orders and everything moved out and everything. So I tell her, I'm like, it's going to be about 20 minutes. And she's like, well, I don't have time for that. It's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> you're going to have to wait if you want to make this delivery gonna have to wait for your food and um as i'm making her order i actually ended up messing up like i said it's my oh, third day i messed up oh I my god at least you took responsibility probably you are in the moment yeah i definitely took responsibility in the moment um i i told her i was like i'm sorry it's my first or third day and then she was like she just looked at me and she's like yeah Obviously it is. Mm. I was like, oh. How understanding of Oh, yeah. How understanding of you for, for you to look at this. this yeah, I was 17. Yeah. And I'm like, like for you to look at a 17-year-old kid that obviously just started working at a workplace, like. With no sympathy or empathy yeah, at all. No yeah, no sympathy or empathy at all. Just, you just walked in. Yeah, obviously. You suck, kid. That's basically what that says. You suck, kid. And so what's crazy, she's not really even the customer. No, she's not the she's, customer. So we could call her Brenda, because Karen would be yeah, the customer. She's an extension yeah. of the place of work. She's the messenger. Right. Yeah, she's yeah. the messenger. So she just pissed because she knows she's going to probably get a shitty tip if she's delivering, if it yeah. takes too long? Yeah, yeah, if it takes too long, um, she will, she'll, she'll not make as much money. But it's like, well, you shouldn't have showed up at Fat Check that fast right. if... You, well, like, every time I've ordered through you guys, it takes forever. Well, yeah, it's it's all it's you have to fry it right there. We yeah, you guys make it. to order, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's not like you got burgers sitting in the window. Because you're also trying to stuff fifteen different things. Yeah, you're also burger. like, yeah, yeah you're, it's extremely <laughs> hard to make a sandwich a in a fat shack. shack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so hard to make a sandwich. Nah, Those deep fried Oreos are. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not high every time I go to Fat Shack, so maybe that that's the that's the reason, but. It's definitely better in that case. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it is. So <clears throat> with uh, with Brenda, um, you just have to you just let her be pissed, right? Oh, really I, I, I was that. extremely extremely frustrated, mm-hmm. and like, but you can't show that at work. I had it's that like fire inside. Yeah, you can't show that at work though. You have to be nice. So I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I'm like. I'll get your order on as fast as I can. Now, it's a little different though with a with a customer versus someone like a DoorDash delivery driver. I mean, no, I'm not saying that you're going to be an asshole to her, but you don't necessarily need to be quite as nice to her as you would to a customer, That's, right? I mean, could you call her out for being a? I could. See you next Tuesday. I could call her out, but with my GM standing there, mm-hmm. I don't think. Does he stand up for you? No. Mm. No. Yeah. Not whatsoever. Who's she in this case? Or she? Sorry. Yeah. I didn't um, mean to make assumptions. No, it wasn't she oh, in this case. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was I know, bro. I know. Yeah, but he he was definitely a really nice guy. Um, 
There's actually another instance where a DoorDash delivery driver had come in and their order got canceled while they were standing there because what? it was taking too long. Oh, what? So then he looked down at his phone. He was like, okay, never mind, guys. He's like, that order just got canceled. He goes to walk out the door. My GM chased him out the door and was like, no, man, listen, and pulled $40 out of his wallet and gave him $40 cash. Shut up. Yeah. And because. Your GM did? Yeah, my GM did. Because that guy didn't make any money off that delivery. Oh, that's true. And he wasted all that gas. Yeah. And as he came back inside, I was like, I've never seen somebody do such a generous act. Yeah. And. He like brought up how money isn't a big thing, and like he also talked about how people come into people come into Fat Shack and they they think that they're entitled to to everything when like you're you're busting your ass to yeah. get food out as fast as you can and I feel like make that, sure that it's really good. I feel like that can be said for anything. A lot of people go into places and expect. Yeah, it's that that sense of entitlement is actually a kind of a recurring theme on pretty much every episode of the podcast that I've done and that's <clears throat> what most people are thinking is the is the um, basis for why you know these Karens exist or whatever I why think, we're getting well uh, so whenever me and Adian hopefully one day he's on this too um, so him and I have talked about it before because he's like Brody you didn't get what you wanted because like I hate complaining at a restaurant oh, same. it's just like yeah. I don't want to be that guy yeah exactly yeah. Um, Especially as people being in customer service, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, like to after, after like my first week serving, I, I sympathize with them so much more. But um, like one time we're getting sushi, they forgot my soy sauce and I like to bit my Damn them. soy sauce, which wasn't even that big of a complaint. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He walked away and then I realized it was gone and he's like, Brody, that's your hard earned money right there. He's like, you don't get what you wanted with your hard earned money. So that's why I think people might be entitled is because it's like, okay, well, I'm spending my money to get your guys' food so I want it to be good. Yeah, you should have an, you have an expectation of getting what you paid for. But a lot of times their expectations are just set like irrational. Yeah. What, I don't yeah. know what I just tried to say, like just really high. No, I totally get what you and mean. The same, like, it's unreasonable. Yeah. Even though you're spending your hard earned money, it's likely that you know exactly the situation that people are in at the place you're Yeah. Visiting. Like, yeah, visiting. Yeah. And for you to think like, oh, it's not going to be that way at all. I'm going to get everything exactly the way that I want it. Is a little, I don't know the right word. Unreasonable? Yeah, unreasonable. Yeah. It's just, it's not right to. Well, and I think people just need to be, to have some flexibility. It's like with anything in life, I think, you know, when, when something doesn't meet your expectations, it's, yes, please. It's uh, how, how do you respond to that? Um, you know, and so you, you have two choices. You can either respond like a Karen. You guys want any coffee? Uh, you can either respond like a Karen, or or you can have a reasonable and measured response to the situation. And I think the problem nowadays is that a lot of people simply aren't responding in a reasonable way, or kind of like what you were hinting at is like the expectations are just so high. It's like, well, nobody's going to be able to meet that expectation, you know. And so then we have these people whose expectations are too high, and then they have an unreasonable response. You combine those two things, then you got people standing there running, freaking out about dumb shit. Here's a, here's a weird question, though. Mm -hmm. So is it, is it too high of an expectation, or is it a lack of, of empathy? could be both, really. It really yeah, could. Yeah. Um, because you tend to get people, like, I worked at McDonald's, and it's a constant, constant rush. It doesn't stop. So it's always day. busy. It's always busy, and there's always people mad. It's McDonald's. You've got the craziest people coming in. Yeah. And um, it's like the Walmart of the. Food it is. It's the Walmart <laughs> of the food yeah. industry. And um, so then you get crazy, angry people coming in all the time. I had this guy come in and scream at my face about a cup of coffee because it wasn't out yet. And because it wasn't made yet. Yeah, it wasn't made yet because like. Coffee's not our number one priority. We're trying sure. to, we're I'm trying to make burgers, out. damn yeah, it. We're trying to make burgers and everything <laughs> like that. We're trying to get people's lunch out. We're not worried about your coffee because you're sitting in the lobby. Yeah. And it's... Was it's, he an older man? He was. He was an older man. Like senior citizen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was on one of the senior Sundays or something like that. But yeah, he definitely got really, really pissed off about it. And I think that it's it's definitely... A, a high expectations have something to do with it. But I also think that a lack of, of empathy is a big part, too. Because when, when you walk into a McDonald's, you're not looking back there. You're not looking back at how busy people are. You're worried about getting your food. Your own thing. Yeah, yeah yourself. You're, not, you're worried about yourself yeah, yeah. and getting your own lunch and everything like that. You don't care about those people in the kitchen or how their days are. You don't care about what's going on throughout their day. Yeah, you can see one of them in the back 
with a freshly cut off hand. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, nah, you don't know. Well, and I, think, <laughs> I think that's part of, the, that's the thing too, is look, you know, we all, we all work in the service industry and, and as a manager, I know when I'm dealing, when, I, when I'm trying to resolve a customer concern, I try not to make excuses because at the end of the day, that customer could give a shit about whatever we're dealing with. And it's like in my industry, you know, and you guys might experience this as well, like we, we can be understaffed a lot, you know, where people call off, they're, call, they're sick or whatever. I mean, just not be able to hire enough people. And that can cause a lot of other issues. So it, it, there's a domino effect when you don't have enough people. Well, customers could give a shit about that. Their expectation coming in is, I don't want to wait in a long line. I want to get in and see my movie. I want to get my snacks, you know, in a timely manner and get exactly what I asked for and stuff like that. And if they don't get that, and then you're trying to explain to them, well, three people called off today, they're gonna be like, I don't want really to give a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm I want my food. food. I don't want to wait in line for twenty minutes. I'm missing my fucking movie. Stop talking to me. Solve my problem. You know. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, that's definitely a big part. Is like. Uh, is they're looking to get what they wanted to go out and do done. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's not it's not their fault that you're stuck at work and, and having a really shitty day at work. I can see that. But some compassion probably wouldn't be out of yeah, line. Compassion, yeah. <laughs> compassion would get you pretty far. I, I mean, try to be understanding about that when I go out to I think it would be a a genius idea to instill this thing in people's minds where you go to a place expecting the worst. You know? mm, yeah, like, yeah. But people don't want to do that. <laughs> like, well, I'm reminded of. Do, do you remember when we went to Ross that one day after the movie? Yeah, and it was, it, it it was, was like a 40-minute. Dude, it was like Black Friday at Ross on a regular Saturday afternoon. We were just going in to buy him like a pair of pants oh or something. And I'm telling you, like they had like the bank line, you know, like the zigzag yeah. line. Yeah, and so it was like ding, 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 like six times. And then the line goes all the way it, like, down around, around the, the store. And we're like, what the fuck is this so we're waiting in this long line and i'm just i i try to put myself in a mindset of like being understanding you know maybe they're understaffed maybe there's something going on or whatever but it was as we got closer and closer it became more and more difficult to be understanding because they only had two cashiers and then there's like three or four other people who are just kind of wandering around or standing up by get the the security or or whatever and it's like, look, they may not be able to be cashiers. Like that happens at my work too sometimes where like a manager isn't cashier so they're not going to get on a drawer. But here's the thing. Get the fuck out of there then. Just don't be hanging around up front. I don't want to see you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because if I see you, yeah, yeah, if I see you, I think you should be helping me. So we get up to the register and the whole time I'm just like, I'm going to be cool. We're cool. It's cool. We get up to the register and I even say to the guy, I was like, man, pretty busy around here. Yep. Kind of seems like you're understaffed. He's like... It's like this all the time. I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, bro, I know you're not the manager, but maybe somebody can do something about this. Right. right? So it was just crazy. But like, I mean, I, I could have been in a position where I could have gotten like nasty with him. It's like, God damn it, man. I've been waiting in line for 45 minutes for a stupid $7 pair of pants. No offense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I bought a little fountain too for my for my bathroom that ended up being broken oh, as well. Man. Yeah, so not the greatest experience. Not only did you wait in line for almost an hour, but you also got a, a broken, broken fountain. fountain. Yeah, which that's what I get for trying to buy a fountain at Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I lost my train of thought. Where were we gonna go with this? I almost got stabbed once. Okay, tell me about yeah. that. While I was at work, <laughs> it's the same place where all three of us were at the, that uh, one time. And I remember I walk in, and it's—I uh, think it was a Saturday morning, and I was opening. So I get there at nine o'clock. Nothing's or wait, yeah, nine o'clock. Nothing's happening yet because we open at eleven. Or no, we opened at ten. Eleven, I'm just kidding. Um, and this is which place? Uh, the downtown, the depot. The, okay. Yeah. So we open. I I opened all the things. It's probably about ten thirty. And I was running some breakfast for some other people. People like to come and get our breakfast. Mm -hmm. It's only on the weekends, too. Um, so I remember I walked out of this kitchen, and like there's this hallway, and it goes like from the bar to like the outside of the arcade to then like the front, which also can lead to outside. And I remember somewhere along the way, like by the arcade, there was this guy just looking around everywhere like a cat. And like I was like just standing here. It's a red flag. I, was, I know. I was, <laughs> I was also there. So I believe yeah. I told you this one. But okay. So I noticed he's looking around, and I'm all, "Do you need a table or anything, sir?" And he just 
turns around, just looks at me, blank stare, looks back and starts looking around. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to work here about me. Shit's about to get real. <laughs> I knew he was on something. I'm like, dude, this guy's like, he's not sober. There's no way. So then probably 20, 25 minutes pass, and he was in the arcade the first interaction. Second interaction, he is about to be outside, like leading to the porch where you can also sit outside, but there's this door. And um, I remember I'm looking out this door, or he's looking out this door, and once again, just staring. He This time he's not like looking around everywhere, but he's just dead center, just staring outside. I ask him again, I'm like, sir, you want a table or anything? Do you need some water? No, no, nothing this time. Like, doesn't even look at me or like notice that I existed. Therapist, maybe? So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Get you anything you whatever, need. Whatever, this is fine. So then I tell like the owner, I'm like, hey, B man, uh, this guy's been here for about an hour now and he hasn't like said anything. He's all, just leave him be. He's probably drunk or some shit. He's, oh, he's probably okay. And I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll keep I might want to call the cops. I don't know. <laughs> so then it's probably about 11.30, almost noon. So it's getting pretty busy now. And I remember this eight top comes in. And it's like just family, like suburban. They drive like a, so what would they just drive? Just like a soccer mom van. Pretty much. Like yeah, that minivan kind of, or suburban or something like that. Just suburban. Yeah. They drive like a great suburban with like black rims. Okay, nice. <laughs> Soccer mom doing it right. Uh, <laughs> they're sitting down, nice table, they're cool, whatever. And they're just sitting there, they're like, I don't know how to explain like the layout of this building. Uh, essentially, so. It's an old train station, so essentially it's just a really long building. Mm-hmm. And there's just. Yeah. There's a lot of weird separations. Yeah, in it, there's if just I remember. three different yeah. like rows of seats, and mm-hmm. they were on the one closest to the wall, like where the windows are. So they were on. Oh, okay, so no, he was on the, like, well, they, so this family was on the south side of the building, and the, um, Kyle was on the... This is our friendly side. neighborhood yes. weirdo. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I will address him as Kyle, because okay. he was probably a Kyle. So he's on the south side, or no, they're on the south side, he's on the east side, so they're, like, on the opposite side of the building. Well... I'm sitting there at my at the host stand waiting for food because like all my tables are chilling. They got drinks. They got everything they need. I'm just literally waiting for food to come out. Um, and I remember one of my coworkers, her name's Lacey. She's sitting next or standing next to me, and this Kyle's walking across. So he goes from like the doorway, which is like behind us, like to our left, to like in front of us, and then he turns right and he's like kind of beelining it towards that a top yeah. or like the main area where most of the people are so at one point goes, he, he stopped and he was standing in the sort of doorway that separates the like the main entrance sure, and yeah. the dining area he was kind of leaning against the doorway sorry to hijack this but he was leaning against the door I was, the best part. I was i know i was there and i was the host i was the host at this place and him and uh our co-worker Lacey, they were doing their own thing and so he's leaning against this doorway and it looks like he's like Canceling something, his hands like, like at a crooked, like, yes, yeah. like okay. a vulture's neck. Yeah, okay. his okay. hands in like a crooked position, and I'm like, I walk around the host stand. I'm sort of looking at him. And I'm like, all right, this dude's just been walking around eyeing everyone. So I'm looking at him, and I sort of crouch down a little bit, and I see in his hand, like almost tucked into his sleeve, he has like a knife, and he's he's making straight eye contact with that family that just sat down. Jesus. And so I look back at Brody and our co-worker Lacey, and I'm like, this, this dude's got a knife. about like, to go this down. Dude has a knife. <laughs> and then I was like, no, he doesn't, dude. It's like, no, he doesn't. I'm like, it's a pencil or something. I don't know why he'd have a pencil, but I was like, no way, it's a knife. Seems Lacey's, more reasonable to think that. More than reasonable he's got a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey's like, no, that's a knife, Brody. And I'm like, that's a knife. So then like, he's probably like seven feet away from us at the time. So I'm like, all right, out of me, Lacey, and you, I'm the biggest man in the th- three of us. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, for the like, audience, Brody is 6'5"? Yeah, I believe 6'5", like 150 pounds. <laughs> he's lanky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I start walking towards him, so I'm like, I don't, it's like, I hate this situation, but I'm like, if something's going to happen, I'm going to try my damn best it's to prevent something from happening. Very so brave of you. Be a hero. I'm walking <laughs> towards hero. him, and I'm like, Lacey, get Beamer. And Beamer's like, is the manager? Yeah. He's the owner. Uh, okay. And he's probably six, 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 seven, and he's like 250. Like, he's a big boy. So, while in the time that she's going to get him, he's walking more towards like the table. So, he's like maybe walked maybe four steps more. 
because like I'm just a couple feet behind him, like mm-hmm. just I don't want to like alert him or like scare him or right. anything. I'm mainly just making sure he doesn't do something stupid while femur crunch and handles it. Cause yeah. I don't want to get involved in that. Yeah, sure. And uh, too young to die. Yeah, pretty much. And I remember Beamer just was like, hey, let's go take a walk outside, call the cops, cops uh, arrest him. Turns out he was like on a bunch of edibles, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, they found a bag in his car. And I don't know if your audience knows, but we're in Colorado, so yeah. it's like, they can just go from there. Yeah, they're yeah. going hand in hand. But you know, the crazy thing, I was just listening, not to interrupt, but I listen to uh, Rogan's podcast all the time, mm-hmm. right? And he's <clears throat> obviously a huge proponent of of weed and and things like that and he was talking just the other day about edibles and how they can have a much different impact when you eat THC as opposed to when you smoke it because there's a chemical reaction that happens that your liver does when it processes the edible and actually can have like hallucinatory effects Mm -hmm. and cause a uh, even for some people it can cause a like a psychological break um, that oh, could we go there for something? something like that. So that could speak to why this guy was having this moment more so than he would have. If yeah, I remember Joe Rogan talking about talking to dolphins on a boat. We're also talking about the same guy that does DMT and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> so the cops must have showed up pretty fast. Though. Oh yeah, they were yeah because right downtown, cops were yeah. cop shops maybe five minutes away. That area too is a little circumspect for for homeless. It's and, definitely yeah, yeah. I've gone outside and seen uh, homeless guys walking around our dumpster, and I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I swear to God, if you come near me and try to like sleep here, dude. Well, because well, there's a halfway house literally right around the corner right. from that restaurant, yeah. and then there's like another shelter a little bit further, kind of closer to Mia's theater. And there's another stuff, one. Yeah. There's another one down in Cleveland too. So yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So you get all that kind of, yeah. and then just socioeconomically, I mean, that area is coming up because they're yeah, putting right. so much money into it. But the bridge is right down yeah. like the street. Yeah, there's. It's definitely like it's a hot spot for homeless. Right. But that's I, a scary situation. Yeah, there was a. I remember when I first when I first worked at Bentonville. Um, one of the one of the kitchen staff told me they were like, if you see any of the homeless people outside, like taking our cigarette butts, they were like, you go outside and spray them. Right. Scramble the hose, yeah. and I had to do that. And then I saw him, I like put my cigarette out, and uh, I went back inside to go work some more. And I mean, we have the door, the back door, like wide open. We're not worried about anybody coming mm-hmm. in. Like if somebody comes in, they're gonna get messed up. Yeah. And, <laughs> Hearing about your kitchen, people, yeah. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> they're we're like, it, we're right? not worried about it. We got the door we're wide open. Planning for this. Yeah, we're, we're blasting <laughs> music and everything like that. And then uh, I look outside, and this homeless dude's smoking my cigarette butt, oh, and I was dude. like. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> filled no, up a sir. glass of water in the sink real quick. I sat there and I watched him. I'm filling this glass of water. I'm like, you're gonna be a sociopath. Hit him with a fire extinguisher, like spraying with fire extinguisher. Right? Yeah, but I went outside and he was smoking my cigarette butt. And as he's like taking a drag off my cigarette, I just threw the glass of water and went all over the cigarette and everything. And just put Homeless it out. stuff is tough, man, because it's like you know, on one hand, I feel sympathy for them, you know, whatever their situation in life is. But on the other, it's a, it's a systemic issue in society mm-hmm. and so it's like look we're just trying to run a business like you're yeah like i used to uh, run a theater down in boulder and there's a huge homeless problem oh, yeah. in boulder just huge problem and we would get people coming in transients coming in all the time and they you know it's a warm building you know especially during the winter time so they're just looking for a place to to warm up but some of them are just assholes like we we could be understanding about some and it's like look if you want to sit in the lobby for a minute sometimes they'll buy stuff they'll buy popcorn sometimes they'll even they have money to buy a ticket and they'll go watch a movie problem is though is because they're homeless they have an aroma mm-hmm. about them you know that can be distracting other customers but then you get bigger problems where like one guy came in one time and uh, he walked into one of the auditoriums and he's going into the corridor and he just starts taking a piss in the corridor of the auditorium stuff like that space. yeah and that's where it becomes really problematic because like look I have I have customers quote-unquote normal customers who aren't taking a piss in my corridor who are coming to just enjoy a movie with their family or a date or whatever it is and they don't need somebody coming in and relieving themselves you know, yeah. It's one thing if you're coming in, maybe you stink a little bit or whatever, and we can we can find a solution. Yeah, whatever. That, but, People naturally stink. But yeah, but like, dude, you're not gonna come in with a knife or come in and take mm-hmm. a piss or whatever. Like, I had a guy one time come in, and he starts getting all the. It's a self serve concession stand, so he's grabbing all kinds of stuff like candy oh, and all this stuff. Yeah, and so then he like piles it up all on the the cashier right in front of the cashier, and then the cashier tells him how much it is, and he starts paying in imaginary money. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like one, two, you know, and like there's no money there. 
And so, you know, I get called out to, to come talk to him. And I'm like, bro, like, you're going to have to pay with real money. We're gonna have to, oh, no, no, that's real. That is not real, son. Like, and it got so bad, you know, we got to kick him out because he starts raising hell and stuff like that. And on, a, on another hand, it's, like I said, there's, uh, like, two aspects to sort of the homeless mm-hmm. epidemic where it's you can have sympathy for them and feel for them and that, like, they must be going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like society puts this sort of, picture paints this picture of them and so when you're at the state like the depot mm-hmm. like where we work at it's a, during the day especially it's a lot of families that come through mm-hmm. and you don't want like these scary looking it's bad for business as much yeah, as I hate is. to say it it is bad for scary business, looking yeah. people like we had this one dude who would always come around uh search through like the ashtray like the outdoor ashtray yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. I remember pick stuff out but like it would I remember one time it actually scared a family into like walking yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, it'll push away business. If, if people know that every, t- every single time they go there, they're going to encounter that. Yeah. And sometimes people get pestered because they're panhandling or whatever. It's like, a threat to workers too. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, you know, honestly, it's a little stressful and annoying because it's like, Jesus, I, I don't want to, I just want to get to work, man. Right. Like, I got to clock in, bro. But like you know, over uh, by Walgreens on Thirty Four and and Lincoln, that one there's spot that one spot. Well, you know, it's so frequent. Not to get too far off track of what we normally talk about, but like it was, it's so bad that there's the city put one of those signs there that says, you know, if you're homeless or whatever, here's where you can go, free food, shelter, that kind of thing. And I was there yesterday at that intersection, and the sign is still there, and there's literally a, a, a homeless person See, right there begging for money. that one corner bothers me so much, and that one corner on the one way has road. dropped, yeah, on that one way. It has dropped my gain empathy that I've had for homeless mm-hmm. people like to zero. Yeah, it's tough. There's dude. literally a Carl's Jr. right around the corner that says hiring will oh, train yeah, yeah, for thirteen fifty yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. thirteen fifty an hour. Now look, like, it's tough because uh, as as a manager, like, like I'm gotta, looking for something in particular when I'm hiring. You gotta yeah. clean yourself. You gotta up, clean yourself up. But there's there's like, resources for that kind of stuff too. Like the the shelter that that sign was talking about. Guarantee you. If they don't have the resources to help someone like that get cleaned up and help them, you know, give them the resources to inter- interview properly, they'll point them in the right direction. Yeah, they're they're they can. Like, there, they're there are so many resources. Yeah, exactly. Especially if the whole idea is that it's gonna, it'll lift up the city and you know, and, and get these people on their feet and better the community yeah. and things like that. So, um, well, I've never been, you know, almost stabbed before, yeah. but I have been hit. Ooh. Um, I've been swung at before too, so two different situations. One was an actual customer who was really pissed off. The other one was this 16-year-old girl. And uh, so not really a pissed off customer, but still a, a fun story nonetheless. So I was, uh, this is a long time ago, so this is probably like, I wanna say like maybe 03, 04, somewhere around there. And uh, yeah, you were but just a pub. Yeah. Just a wee pub. Just a wee, wee one. Uh, so, I'm working at the theater, it's like a Saturday night, it was really busy, and uh, it's a pretty big theater, and I'm, I'm trying to do something in the lobby, I'm dealing with something, and this, this lady comes up to me, and she's like, hey, are you the manager? I'm like, yeah. No, I just like wearing a suit to the movies. Uh, she's like, are you a manager? I'm like, yeah. She goes, how can I help you? And she goes, well, I think there's going to be a big fight in the back parking lot. And I was like, oh, I should go check that out. Oh, word. So I go out there, and uh, you know I'm I was young and cocky, and so I was like I'll just go deal with this shit myself. I well, go you, at the time. Did you have like a belt or anything? I know you're in martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so I've been training for a long time. Reasonable. So I'm reasonable I'm confident, yeah, but you know, there's like a hundred. When I get back there, there's like a hundred teenagers back there. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a problem at the time, a big problem with kids always hanging out at that theater. No, this is in Fort Collins. Oh. Yeah, and uh, so there's always all these teenagers hanging out there. It was just, it was a real problem. But I was like, you know, I was full of steam, so I go back there, and and there's all these kids. So I make this announcement. I was like, look, if you're not here to see a movie, you gotta bounce, right? <clears throat> and so, and I yelled it pretty loud, and everybody pretty much understood the authority behind it. And so most everybody starts starts leaving, except off to my right, like 30 yards away, all I can hear is some girl going. Fuck you! Go fuck yourself! Like loud. Oh yeah, God. and and wouldn't she wouldn't shut? So I was like, okay. And so I make a beeline for her. And as I get closer, um, she, you know, pretty young girl. And then this dude steps between me and her, and he wasn't much smaller than you, oh, than Brody. So. so he's this guy's fairly large. 
and I am not a big guy. And uh, so this guy steps up to me and puts his hands on my chest like, you ain't, you ain't going near her. And so <laughs> me being me, I, uh, I put the guy in a wrist lock and put him on his knee. Holy Ooh. shit. Yeah, I was fairly impressed with myself, I'm not going to lie. And then I just kept walking towards the girl. Like, So he left me alone. I was walking towards the girl, and she's still screaming and yelling at me and stuff like that. And I was like, you can't be doing this shit. They're like, you guys can leave. And then she she's like in my face screaming, and then she took a swing at me. So she throws like a right hook at me. I bob and weave. She missed me. I was like, this is good. All right. I'm all right. This is good. But, <laughs> but now I'm pissed, right? So because girl just took a swing at me. So I call the theater. I'm like, I had a walkie-talkie. So I call the, the theater, and I was like, y'all need to call the cops. Get them sent out here. And uh, so I'm waiting. And so she, realizing what she had done, she jumps in the car uh, in, there, in a car right next to us. So the car is boxed in. So there's a car in front of it and one on each side. She's in the back seat. Two other girls jump in the front seat. So I just stand behind the car because it's like, bitch isn't going to run me over, right? Right? Right. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Thankfully, she did not. So the car starts and they like kind of inch towards me, but I'd stand my ground. So she, this other girl driving clearly doesn't want to go to jail. That's so. such a power move because it's like, <laughs> it's a battle between minds because it's like, at the end it's of the a dangerous day, game of chicken. You're gonna move, <laughs> yeah. But it's like she doesn't know that. She doesn't know, yeah. Um, and so, so I'm standing there. Finally, she get they get frustrated. So all of a sudden, the, the passenger door opens up. So I go around to that side, and she's like getting pissed, man. She's shoving the seat forward. There's a girl sitting in the front seat. She's shoving the seat forward, basically slamming that girl's head into the dashboard. She's, she's trying to climb out, and then I'm like standing right at the door as she's coming out. She goes, bam, and just, oh. she throws this, like, right uppercut and hits me right in the jaw as she's getting, it was a power move, like you said, it was a solid, solid swing. So I was double fucked up. I right? was impressed, honestly. I was like, god damn, did that just, she, she just hit, she just hit me. <laughs> I was so shocked. It didn't really hurt so much. I was, I think I was just like, are, did just that like, really just what? happen? Yeah. Really just <laughs> so I was like, that just happened. So now I'm pissed, right? And so I'm like, you're in some serious shit now. And she's like, fuck you, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so she starts just walking. And I was like, you know, the police are on their way. She's, I don't fucking care. All right, well, I'm going to walk with you. And so we're like mall walking it, you know, <laughs> like through the parking lot. And this, this theater is <laughs> exactly. like just like. all hips. <laughs> so we're walking through the parking lot and the theater is surrounded by residential. So we get into the neighborhood and we're walking on the sidewalk and she's like, you can't keep up with me. I was like, bitch, I'm still young. I can do this. <laughs> and uh, so we're still walking. And then all of a sudden this SUV comes up with a bunch of teenage guys in it. And they're like, you know, they were probably there earlier or whatever. And they see her and she's like, hey, guys, hey, guys. And I was like, don't do it, guys. And so she's like, can I get a ride? Yeah, bitch, come on in. So she jumps in the car. I was like, bro, you guys don't know what she's done. And I'm like, see you later. And uh, they took off into the neighborhood. I was like, whatever. So I make my way back to the theater. And just as I get into the parking lot, the police pull up. And so I was like, great. And so I'm talking to the cop, telling him what happened. And he's like, do you know her name? Blah, blah, blah. Did you get a license plate number? And then as I'm talking to him, that SUV comes barreling back into the parking lot. And I was like, that's the guys right there. And so they pull up. So I go up to the window and I was like, where is she? Was, they're like, bitch was crazy. We kicked her out of our car. She's in the neighborhood somewhere. <laughs> so cop pulls out and, and tries to go find her. I don't think he was ever able to find her. Funny thing though is I think it was like three years later, I'm at dinner with uh, my best friend and uh, this girl that he was seeing. I don't know if somehow I ended up a third wheel in this situation, but we're like at dinner and we're all talking and I was telling this story and the girl was like, that was you? Wait. Zeke's, Zeke's jaw just dropped. It was not the same girl, but it was oh. her best friend. And oh she's like, God. oh, yeah, she came to school, was telling everybody about that. The principal found out and called her parents and oh. told her parents and stuff like that. I was like, well, I never got a phone call. What the hell? Where's yeah. my compensation for my punch in the jaw? Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, look, I, I, it never would have occurred to me when I was 16 years old to hit an adult, right? right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's a big step into like, oh, I'm gonna do like this is probably not gonna end in my favor at all. I mean, clearly it didn't go too bad for it, but like, I it just how you where do you have to be in your headspace to to make the decision to do something like that? I mean, I've been in situations where I definitely would have would have struck an adult. Like, yeah, no problem. I I ride BMX, so I used to ride BMX. 
Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah but uh, so when I ride, I ride a lot of street. I don't ride in. I don't ride at the skate parks or anything like that. So then I'm always constantly out near cars and everything like yeah. that. And like, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't say that the stuff that I did on that BMX bike at the areas that I was riding, certainly I was not supposed to be riding. Sure. Yeah, I get it. But once you get into that, like, I'm going. It's either I get in trouble by the cops. Mm. Or I hit this dude and I run away. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you and run away before I ever get in trouble. That's, that's ballsy, man. That's it's ballsy. Exactly. It's and I will tell you, if really you hit good. me, probably not gonna end well. Yeah, that's that's the where you take that risk. You don't know if they're a fourth degree black. Yeah, you don't, know. You, don't ever know. Know. you don't ever know. You don't ever know. You know, like the girl was probably count. She was counting on a couple of different things. One, she's counting on the fact that she's a girl, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm not gonna hit a girl. Uh, two, she's also got a ton of witnesses that aren't my witnesses, that are all friends of hers, or at least her age, and I'm just some dude, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, because I was at another theater, we were opening a new theater in Greeley uh, around that time, and uh, the guy, the like vice president of the company at the time, he and I were just chatting, and I was telling him this story, and he's like, so did you hit her? And I'm like... Oh. No. What? No, no, no. I didn't hit her. He's like, well, why not? I was like, because I don't want to get fired. He's like, oh, it's self-defense. I was like, well, now I know. I was like, but bro, like, look, there was nobody else around me that would have been able to corroborate the fact that she had hit me first. Yeah. You know everybody's going to be like, dude, just suck this chick in the mouth. That dude you just know? punched. Yeah, they're, right. they're going to forget the right. fact that she hit you. It's just going to be, that guy just hit that Plus, guy. if I hit her, I'm going to turn her into pink mist, and that's not good for anybody. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, and she's not really even truly a customer. I couldn't imagine, like, if an actual, like, I haven't gotten myself into a situation that's escalated to that point um, where a customer... Where it's just a situation not going on. I have been swung at, and that was when I was in I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But it didn't even it wasn't even a situation really that worked up to that. It was just that. So like my office at the time, I wasn't a, g- a general manager at the time. My office was downstairs, and the, somebody just starts banging on my office door. My office door is like right off the main hallway, and so I'm like, what the hell? So I open the door and I kind of lean out, and it goes boom. And I was like, what the fuck? Slam the door. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> and it was like a very busy Saturday. This theater in particular was crazy busy. Like we would see nine, ten thousand people a day at that location. And so it was just insane. And so luckily we had a police officer on duty at the time. And so I was able to radio out to the police officer. I was like, yo, there's some dude that just swung at me standing right outside my door. And I knew the cop would have an eye, an eye line to my door. So he was able to get him and basically arrested him for taking a swing at me. But yeah, it was crazy. And I don't even know what the situation was. I don't even know what led to that. All I know is dude was swinging. To this day. To this day, yeah. And that was like, that was 97. You could have definitely looked. You just had a hit out on you. And Good Lord, man. Just absolutely prevented it. Yeah. But other than that, like my major customer experiences, I mean, generally just escalate to like somebody yelling. Yeah. Or it doesn't even escalate. It just starts that way. Then my job is to de-escalate mm-hmm. the situation. It's like you want to try to make it quick and... Yeah, you just want to try to resolve whatever the problem is. You know? Like, yeah. and, 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 you know, the stuff that you guys deal with from time to time, I mean, a lot of times people just want somebody to listen to whatever their issue is. Or, like the dude with the beer from the beginning mm-hmm. like what we were talking about. It's like, yeah, maybe this guy just needs to vent because he he's not happy with the price of beer <laughs> nowadays. He should try going to a ball game or a movie theater and then, oh, and then yeah, talk like about beer prices. Yeah. Yeah. I always like, look at it from a different perspective of like, oh, this dude might not actually have $21 to... Yeah, but that ain't his problem. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's why you look at how much it costs. Exactly. And do the yeah, math. yeah. I mean, when I it, when you're grocery shopping, you don't just show up at the end of the grocery line and get all pissed off because you bought too much groceries. No, no, I don't go to a Porsche dealership and try to buy a 911 for thirty thousand dollars, yeah. and then it ends up being one hundred and fifteen, and I'm like, just but, get pissed off but I still ship. want the Porsche <laughs> for thirty thousand dollars. You're not hearing me. Yeah. This is bullshit. I want to talk to a manager. You know what I'm saying? Like the price is the price. Yeah. It's not negotiable. You know, it's just that's that's the entitlement mindset sometimes I think, you know. But like you were saying, like I I look at the prices. Like if I'm if I'm in a situation in life where I don't have a lot of money, which has happened to me plenty of times, you know, and money's tight for me, I'm looking at the menu, I'm looking at the prices, and I'm not gonna get three beers for nine dollars for seven dollars. I'll get one, you know, or I won't drink a beer. Or maybe you shouldn't your ass shouldn't be out to eat. Maybe you yeah. should be making P B and J at home or mm-hmm. or whatever. You yeah. Know? 
so. one time I thought I was getting run up on at our new work at the Pizza Man place. Oh. So Pizza Man place. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Arcade Pizzeria located in Loveland, Colorado. It's okay. There you go, folks. Okay. It's a good place to eat. It it's is. It's, it's actually the best. It's pizza. the best pizza in Colorado. They won awards. No. They won awards for it. Yes, they did. Okay. Well. <laughs> I, nice I little plug for Loveland. Anyway, um, so I'm taking the trash out one night and. My back is facing towards the door, and this area, like, they've, I've never seen a homeless person in this area, but they've been mentioned of, um, like, they'll, because we have to throw away pizza at the end of the night if no one, none of the staff wants it, it's like, we can't just give it to people, because if they get sick from it, then sure, it's on us. it's a liability, yeah. Um, so. Which is kind of crazy, because you're just trying to do no a good sense, thing. Which makes no sense, but I, I guess yeah. as a legal thing, I understand in a weird way, weird but. Way, yeah. One time, me and Adrian got off and gave the Wendy's workers next door all of the pizza that we had because it's like, eh, well, I'll throw this away. Yeah, it's such a waste. Eat it, yeah. eat it. You know? I mean, if it's able, if you're able to sell it, why can't you give it? You know, why wouldn't you be able to give it? Anyway, go um, well, so the way we take our trash out, we uh, put it in a shopping cart and then take it from the shopping cart inside over to the dumpster, which is probably forty-five feet away, maybe something Nothing like that. That I don't know why I got into that. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> Oh, so I have this shopping cart, and the easiest way to open the door is, like, my back first, pull it out. Sure. Like, I'm outside first, so my back's to outside, and I hear footsteps, like, and, like, The pitter-patter oh, of homeless. <laughs> I'm like, and then I just hear, wait, wait, wait. Or like, wait, that's homeless feet. <laughs> I turn around, and before I can even turn around, it's my manager, Sean, just in my face. He's all, I forgot something. Oh, he's, like, right next to me. And I, like, jump off. I'm, like, almost getting ready. Did like, you got to wear a bell or something. <laughs> he's all, did you think you were getting ready? I thought I'm all, yes. Like, I was on edge. Then, like, it spooked out of my mind. He's all, oh, no, dude, I was, like, getting ready to swing and everything. Like, I thought someone was running up on me. He's like, I didn't mean to scare you, man. Yeah. But it was just, like, just, like, I heard nothing, and then all of a sudden, it's just a human in my face. And before I even know it, it's like, oh, he's right here. Like, just scared the shit out of me. I will say, sometimes dealing funny. with customers, I am on edge. Like, I think it's, we live in a scary world nowadays, <clears> and you just don't really know what people are going to yeah. do. And anybody's, what they, anybody's capable of anything nowadays. Yeah. So I'm always I'm very much on guard when I know I'm going I'm dealing with a really what could be a really intense situation, especially if there's alcohol involved yeah. or whatever. Like you know. when when you get like radioed or uh, walkie talkie and about a situation, do you always expect to just see the utmost worst? I will generally expect the worst, especially right. if they ask specifically for the general manager, right. because then right. you know okay whatever oh, has happened before that right. people weren't able to resolve it. Um, but if I if they're just asking for a manager and I happen to be the one that responds, right. I still am. I, yeah, I will, and that's just my mentality, my my persona in general, anyway, because I deal with a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. So my brain just goes worst case scenario right. with everything. But you know, in a, in one way, it's kind of good because then by the time I get into it a little bit, I always realize, oh, this isn't as bad as I built it up to be, and I'm able to mitigate the situation or whatever. So. Hmm. All right, guys. So we're just up on a on an hour that went wow crazy was, crazy fast, right? Yeah, that really did. Yeah. I really thought we were going way longer. If you want, I've got one more crazy work yeah. experience story. Let's tell it. Okay, so this is when I was working at McDonald's. Turn up, you. Oh no, this one. Okay, oh, so God. this woman, I I had taken her order hey. maybe I had taken her order maybe five ten minutes ago, and she left. Well, I see her car flying back into the parking lot. Uh -oh. McDonald's. This is McDonald's up on 34. Okay. And she comes flying back into the parking lot. Doesn't even take the time to park or anything. Like she just stops, gets out of her car. She comes in. She's stumbling, like opening the door and everything like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening to this woman? She comes up to the counter. I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? Do you need anything? Hey, you got she's, like, she's like, I got a headache. A real, real bad headache. Okay. She was like, I need you to call my one. Oh, sure. So I was like, oh my gosh, I, I get on the phone, I'm on the phone with 911, I was like, I need an ambulance down here right now, and all of a sudden, she just collapses what? on the floor, and I'm like, oh my goodness, so like, um, I called my manager, and she goes out there, the woman's unconscious, like, she started perform C performing CPR and everything like that, and I'm like, freaking out, I'm like, watching this in awe, like, watching this woman much die on the floor and then the ambulance shows up and everything like that and uh, on the way to the hospital she actually died no but she had a stroke no and like I'm thinking to myself it's really kind of messed up but I'm thinking to myself you know maybe you shouldn't go to McDonald's so yeah, well. you know and it was just it was such a surreal moment to like I don't know it, it's so weird I've never like 
That's like I watched crazy. Half. She didn't have anybody with her no, or anything. Like that's anybody with her. So anything. sad. Yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, we've had some situations like that in my line of work too, where you know we see so many people coming through movie theaters. So by just by the sheer volume, you're bound to run into stuff like yeah. that. So I've, you know, I've had situations where people have had heart attacks in auditoriums, had strokes in auditoriums had seizures, all kinds of different stuff where we have to call paramedics. It, I will say it can be really frustrating. Um, sometimes, like, you know, if, if the situation happens in an auditorium, you need to shut the movie down. Like, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, if you got to get paramedics, yeah, you, you got to turn the lights on, you got to get paramedics in there or at least make some space until paramedics get there. It's amazing. A lot of people are really, really sympathetic and understanding and, and things like that, but there's almost always somebody in the auditorium that's an asshole. You know what really? I mean? Even in a situation Crazy, like that? believe it, wow. man. You, know, you get people all the time who are like, are we going to get something for free? And it's like, oh well, can God. we can we uh-huh. deal with the emergency that at is, hand? That is the most first. level caring. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty terrible. And it's like, look, when anytime we shut a movie down, we I will generally take care of the audience, you know, if it's for more than like a minute, you know, which is more than airlines can say because like yeah. you, your flight can get delayed for four hours and you ain't getting like, shit. Wait. You know, <laughs> my movie's a minute late. I'll give you a free pass. It's fine. But yeah, you know, it's just crazy to, to see how um, unsympathetic people can be or how selfish people yeah. can be and things like that. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, Brody, Riley, Zeke. I'm moderately confusing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it's, it's, you indeed. have your own podcast, right? Um, it's in the works at the moment. Okay. Um, definitely not as many like of a setup like this great. Um, but yeah, it's called uh, Primal Intelligence, okay. and it's uh, me and Adian, our our hosts. How do I. they find it? Uh, we don't have anything up yet. You don't have anything up yet. Still okay. in our baby well, steps. we'll have you back on the podcast. You can talk about it the next For time sure. you go. Yeah, on. yeah. Hopefully, next time I'll have a like at least on YouTube or something. I just have to figure out how to like, get it off my computer onto YouTube without creating cool. a ginormous file. You got someone yeah. who can. Yeah, I might be able to. Help. I got a friend that's going to be helping with post production on this Ooh. thing too. So, that's cool. yeah. So, well, cool. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, thank Thanks, you. Riley. Thanks, Brody. Of and course. Thanks for having us. You bet. And that's that's the episode. See you later, guys. That's the podcast, folks. Please visit krpodcast.com. That's k i a r podcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. New episodes are going to be posted weekly on krpodcast.com, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. The views and opinions on this podcast are solely that of the guests and hosts and are not representative of any other organizations or individuals. If you or someone you know are interested in being a guest on Karen Isn't Always Right, please give us a visit at krpodcast.com and submit your interest on the Contact Us page as we'd love to have you. Thanks for joining us on Karen Isn't Always Right, and we'll see you next time.